0: It's episode 807 of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. Today, I want to give you 10 tips to optimize your bike packing setup. Let's cue that intro. Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now, let's get into the show. A few years ago I saw a huge gap in the market for an app that was like a cycling coach but in your pocket. I knew that AI was ultimately going to be the best coach in the world and I spent about two years of my life trying to make this app happen. Unfortunately for me it didn't happen but ever since then I've kept a really close eye on this space to see if anyone else could succeed where I failed. The Breakaway app caught my attention a couple of months ago because Christian Vandeveld, yep, the Christian Vandeveld who came fourth in the Tour de France, is one of the co-founders. And it seems that the Breakaway have created the ultimate cycling training companion, and they're bringing low-cost coaching to the masses. You'll know from listening to the podcast that my pet peeve is when cyclists head out the door with no plan, no goal, and just roll around without an objective. Don't be that guy. The Breakaway app looks at all your historic training data and it builds a plan around your strengths and weaknesses so you're always going to have the perfect session. They also have integrations which I'm really excited about. Whoop and Aura Ring. The reason I've previously ditched my wearables is because the data just wasn't informing my training. No longer the case. Head on over to roadmantrial.com and you can download their app for free. That's roadmantrial or dot .com and download the app for free. The link to this is in today's show notes. Roadman, welcome back to the Roadman podcast. Today I want to talk about bike packing. I had a question over on Twitter. Let me check who it was from. It was from Chris Cole and he's heading off to the Isle of Man and he was talking about potentially going with a bike touring company and I said, "No, don't do it. Head off bike packing." Last summer I went bike packing and it was the most fun I had all last summer. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. It was the most fun probably I've ever had on the bike. I called it the chamois time tour because we are literally spending morning until evening every single day in our chamois. So I want to run through kind of 10 lessons. This is a loose 10. It could be 9. It could be 11. Hopefully it's 10. I'm going to run through 10 lessons that I think will really help you to have a blast when you're bikepacking. The first one, and these are all lessons that have been learned quite hard through battle-scarred attempts at figuring this out myself. The first one is plan your route wisely. When bike packing route is honestly everything, so take some time to research your route thoroughly. Consider factors like terrain, distance, and then stops along the way. Where are you going to stop for a brew? Last year, we this amazing route. We started off in Granada. For anyone that's new to the podcast, myself and former Evo Pro cyclist, Aaron Kearney, who's now a coach for Roadman. We started off in Granada after Badlands. And we rode all the way up from South Spain, all the way north of Spain into Biarritz. And then from there, we turned into Girona. But on one of the days we planned a breakfast stop in Pamplona for breakfast. And it was absolutely unreal. It was this majestic little piazza with music playing... And if we hadn't planned the route properly, we could have easily skirted by that amazing place and missed one of the best experiences. So take some time to plan and Commute is the best tool for this to my mind. Commute you can plan your route, but you can also add in points of interest, which is a really cool feature. Strava just didn't give us that flexibility. Maybe they've added it since to put in points of interest, but it was crowdsourced as well in Commute, where people were saying, hey, I've been here and it was awesome, or I've been here and, you know, juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Also, you're going to miss engaging scenery without that because you could be 2K away from the most magnificent view. You know, over in Iceland, again, I've used an app like this and it brought me to these amazing volcanic structures which, without that local knowledge, you just wouldn't know. Number two, pack lightly and efficiently. Packing is the key to a smooth bikepacking adventure. Lightweight, multifunctional, and only bringing essentials. Remember, every ounce you have in your bags is an extra ounce you're going to have to carry up the hills. One of the lads last year that came bike packing with us, he had a set of Adidas runners with a recessed cleat into the sole. Now, they're pretty goofy for normal cycling and not really functional for, you know, going gravel riding, going road riding. Maybe for commuting if you're lucky and it doesn't rain, but for somewhere where you can be almost guaranteed it's not going to rain all up through Spain. What a perfect choice because it meant that he didn't have to carry an extra set of runners. He rode in a set of runners during the day and he had those same runners for the evening which didn't look goofy when he was out at dinner. Contrast this to me and I had a set of flip-flops strapped onto my bike bag at the back. Hit a paw hall early on a descent, didn't realize it. Lost the flip-flops, couldn't find a shop surprisingly to buy flip-flops and I ended up having to wear my quack gravel shoes out like every day to dinner including one night into a beer it's nightclub until 8am in the morning. Quack shoes are not bad for dancing. I'll tell you that. Also, th- like speaking of packing lightly and efficiently, don't bother with the tents. I've tried that one on my first bikepacking excursion and it's just so much extra stuff to bring. Tent, ground mat, blow-up pillows, stove, stakes. It's a nightmare. Just go with Airbnb. We only planned one day ahead. So we would ride, see how difficult the ride was, what our fatigue level was like, and then assess how far we felt we could ride the next day. Pick out a town using commute, Pick out a, how you know long we thought it would take us to get there and then book an Airbnb at our destination. Plan one day ahead. Brilliant way to do it. Third one is test your gear because you're heading off on a long journey. So take the bike and all the gear strapped to the bike for a good robust test ride. I didn't do this well last year and I went to Badlands with the same bike that I bike packed on straight after Badlands. I had extra bottles on, I had some extra rigs on, which I'd never tested before, all fresh out of the pack, taking none of my own advice, went down to first descent and literally everything fell off, like computer mounts were going loose, bottles were flying out of the cages... Also, something to be aware of, the bike handles strange with bags on it, and different people like the weight distributed in different places. Like, the weight on the back of the saddle absolutely cracks me, it feels like a trailer, like, you know, getting towed behind you on a descent, but other people don't like the sluggish feeling of carrying weight on the handlebars, so familiarise yourself with that weight distribution, do a practice run, and make those necessary adjustments, and ensure you're comfortable with that setup, because it's something you're going to be riding for a long time. Fourth, it's obvious, but I'm not going to dwell the point But because we've so many podcasts on this, but I will emphasize it, food and water management. I know it's a bike packing trip and you may be coming from, you know, a sportif or an advanced racing background where you're just dialed on the amount of carbohydrates you need per hour hydration, you need per hour sodium levels, maybe you're even wearing a continuous glucose monitor, but when you go into bike packing mode, it feels like you're going into party mode and you don't stay on top of this stuff. And it's multi-day, it creeps up on you and there's nothing more- more embarrassing than getting the knock when you're bike packing so number four is stay on top of that number five like master the art of effectively packing your bags the amount of time you spend packing and unpacking your bags is phenomenal and you get harder and tired as it goes on we went on a 10-day bike packing trip towards the end of it you're getting a little bit ratty because you're in the saddle for 10 plus hours every day effectively packing your bags it can make a significant difference to your comfort on the road as well We talked about that distributing the weight evenly to maintain stability and control, but it's more than that. It's about storing frequently used items within easy reach. So you're keeping, you know, phones, the battery pack you need, which we are going to get onto for a second for charging your phone, somewhere where you can get into and out of, likewise, with your wallet, headphones, sun cream, stuff you're going to be using all the time, and then other stuff a little bit deeper in it, and making sure you're rainproofing stuff as well. Number six is mastering bike maintenance tips because during bike packing, you are very likely to encounter different types of terrain, especially if you're using commute. It has a flare, a punch on for bringing you up very remote trails. Learn basic bike maintenance skills: fixing tires, fixing brakes, tuning gears, fixing a broken chain. Being self-sufficient isn't really optional in bike packing; it's essential. Number seven, look, this isn't for everyone, but for me, it's really important that we're conscious of the footprint we leave. Bike packing takes us to these pristine, natural locations, and it's really essential that we leave them undisturbed so someone else can come along and enjoy them just like we do. Follow that leave no trace principle, which it runs deep through gravel. And I'd like to extend it into bikepacking where we're staying on designated trails, respecting wildlife, disposing of waste responsibly. You know the drill. Don't be an ass, basically. Number eight is embrace the journey. Bikepacking isn't really about getting somewhere. And this is where it's very different to normal life. The the goal of bike packing is the process rather than the outcome. It's about the journey. Take breaks during the day because it's not a train, it's been. Capture those stunning photos. If you're into it, share them on social media platforms. If you're not, don't. Interact with local people you meet along the way. If you're into drinking, have a drink, have a laugh, sleep late, break your routine. Embrace that a sense of adventure because uh, those experiences will enrich your soul, I promise you. Number nine, get a power bank. I found this one out the hard way. Stuff dies, and it's not always easy to charge. Phones die, GPSs die. If you have iPads or anything like that, which they die. I had the podcast on the road last year, so I had to bring some extra electronics. A good power bank, something like an Anker, A-N-K-E-R, looks a little bit like a tub of Kerrygold butter, but it is legit and it will give you a bunch, I'm going to say 10 or 12 phone charges before you need to recharge the bank. It's essential. Get it. Last but not least, preserve these memories. Like, document this bike packing experience. Whether it's just for yourself and you never share it, like keeping a private journal or taking photos that you never share. Or you record a vlog, even if it's not a public vlog, it's a private one. Reliving these memories later it's going to bring a smile back to your face. Aaron sent me on a little 60-second montage of the Shammy Time Tour last year, and he sent it on last week. It was a day when it was pissing rain. It was kind of miserable. I wasn't feeling like riding the bike, and I was just... I don't want to doomsday this, but it wasn't the best day ever. And I got this little montage of the fun places we went to last year. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually really inspired to have more adventures this year. And even to light a spark under some of you guys through the podcast to maybe embark on your own bikepacking journey. All because of that little 60 second really sent me on. So whether you're a world tour rider who's at the top of the tree winning grand tour stages and you're just looking to decompress or whether you're a total newbie just getting into the sport and dipping your feet, I couldn't encourage you more to give bikepacking a belt. It's so, so much fun. And Chris, I hope you will opt for bikepacking over some sort of curated travel company experience. roadman thanks for tuning in and I hope this was helpful. If it was, share it around and chat to you soon.